Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of No Holds Barred. I'm joined on the line by Denzel Jones, who, I, I mean, what's, I don't want to butcher how to describe what you do for a living, so why don't you explain what you do for a living, Denzel? Uh, yeah, we help guys who are finding it hard to uh, be intimate with women and sort of communicate um, themselves with women. Um, we, we, we take them from wherever they're at and uh, we pretty much hold their hands through the process of um, everything from grooming, um, you know, uh, what they look like, what they yeah. smell like, what they, you know, what they say, and, and pretty much just help them along the path of, of creating creating options for themselves and, and hopefully a partner one day. So it's for men who find it difficult to attract women, yeah. but are, are, are acutely interested in creating a relationship or, or interacting with women in different ways. That's right. Like we've got um, guys who have come out of big relationships maybe they've spent their whole life in, in one and you know they've got a divorce or whatever and, and they want to be sort of reintroduced back into the world um we, we get all sorts so we, we have some some dads that can get their sons into it when they're quite early you know as well um but um at the end of the day it's just really li- leveling it raising the bar when it comes to the dating scene out there especially for men how did you get into this what did you sort of wake up one day and realize i absolutely know a hundred percent how to talk to women I've always had confidence how do you how does someone become a coach in this were you always just confident when it comes to the opposite sex no not at all um I felt like um I was always a little bit of a class clown I had that in my back pocket but it was kind of like my only my only card my only special move and that and that didn't really help me like it got me in social situations but I didn't really feel like I had any control when it came to the women that I was um you know meeting Mm. um I felt like it wasn't always their choice not mine so um you know obviously their choice to date yes. you yeah i felt like it was an accident i felt like you know um they were making the first moves or it's just more serendipitous than really me going out there and, and 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 grabbing what i wanted so to speak um and so that 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 produced quite a bit of a scarcity mindset i think in my, my head and i held on to relationships i think i, I would have now have let go on let go of like a long time ago um, what because you were scared yeah, so, that in that moment of potentially not not being able to find another person, so you held on. Yeah, to... you just held on too tight to what I had when you know, and, and I slowly but surely kind of eroded my confidence. 
to a point where it was just back to back terrible um, relationships. Not so much the relationship themselves, but the endings were just car crashes. You know. Yeah. Um, I had I had this one one partner that, uh, um, you know, it was hot and heavy. Um, and we were on and off for, for about three years and I knew it was no good for me and try to break it off a few times and then she'd bring on the waterworks and, uh, and then, you know, I'd, I'd go, okay, let's try and let's try and, you know, figure it out. Um, oh. but, uh, you know, didn't end up cheating on me anyway. So I'm just like, God damn it. So that was my version of rock bottom, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that's when I realized, oh, you know, I've, I've got to blame myself on this one, you know, I let this happen. Um, so I went out there looking, looking for assistance in, in this area, um, um, I looked, I found just coincidentally, um, a, a social media post from a, um, underground, somewhere urban street, street, uh, publication here called, um, what's it called again? Jesus Christ. So I think it's, it's just urban news anyways. Yeah. Um, but the guy that I'm, I, I currently work for Damien Deeker, he's, uh, he was talking about, you know, sincere seduction and being honest about relationships and his whole company. And, um, you know, within three days I'd signed up for the course, which was a 13 week intensive course um which i now coach so yeah and 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 um so this is a course you, you these are men in a room and they sit there yeah. and listen to you talk what how does it work yeah okay okay so at the moment like at the time it was more face-to-face -face stuff when it came to the theory it's now online but i do my side of things is more the practical side of things so the actual you know um rubber hitting the ground okay guys we're all dressed up we're outside you know whether that be during the day in the beautiful circular key here in sydney or you know at, at a bar or a club and just um you know practicing these social skills and, and helping these guys um you know translate what it is they want and, and just be a good time with girls uh, first and foremost um and then you know go from there pretty much so is is the role of so would you what would you say the aim of the typical man who might engage in your service what what do they typically want do you think well we get we get we get all sorts trying to apply but we vet them um because we know that this whole industry is very uh so it doesn't have a good rap you know yeah, i was going to um, ask about that yeah, we kind of like we position ourselves more as, as personal development, men's development, um, and a lot of the other products that we have sort of support that um, our ethos as well. Um, but yes, we do get a lot of guys who are just you know out there to chase tail and just you know you know rack up numbers so to speak. Um, but we vet them so because we know that it only takes one bad egg doing some crazy stuff. And I don't know if you remember. We had a guy out here that was um, from, I think it was from the States, and he was choking girls out in a dance floor and things like that, and they, they wow. threw out his uh, visa and sent him home based what, on that stuff. Sorry, what, what was that about? What was that story? So he would, he, what was that got to do with your industry? Well, he was a, he was a dating coach. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, one of those guys trying to help men pick up. So he's a pickup artist, yeah. So he knew how to pick up women and then would choke them on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, that was his thing. Sort of stuff and, you know, um, obviously worked sometimes, but um, it just the word got out about what he did and they revoked his visa and sent him home and it made the paper and everything. So it's this is not what we're doing, not at all. So you're, so, so essentially you're, you're, you, you would say that you're, aim is to help men and improve their confidence so that they're able what to be on a le level playing field with other other men yeah. what? I, think, I think we've all we all um we, we, we all we're all brought up with different advantages in life you know like uh, for instance like i feel like you you had a very social life being brought up you got great banter um based on the podcasts that i've heard um and not bad. Don't have that, you know uh yeah very introverted mm. um and it's just not naturally in their disposition to go out there and, you know, and go and grab what they want, especially when it comes to girls, you know.
Excuse, excuse <coughs> me, get language on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I mean, it's, it's that, and plus it's also we've got a lot of you know um, second generation immigrants with first generation immigrant parents, you know, and the culture might not be the same. <coughs> so that upbringing, there'll be a disconnect, you know, in their minds, and they, and they feel like there's a gap they need to fill before they. They can, they can, you know, um, go for what they want here in, in Australia. Um, I, I had, so I, I grew up in a pretty male-dominated household. I had five brothers um, who some lived with us, some didn't, they're half-brothers, right? Um, mm. And I went to an all-boys school. And I found actually meeting girls quite difficult when I was in my teens. I had girlfriends, but it, and then one very long relationship but, uh, so I never really had to worry about it. But when I, when my long term relationship sort of started breaking down, I then put my, I then realised I had to go out and actually not find a new girl, but certainly just experience new things that had been absent in my life for the twelve fourteen years I was in. I met my girlfriend at eighteen, and then we stayed together till I was thirty two. And it, there was a very grey period towards the end of our relationship where we weren't really in a relationship, but we were kind of living together. But then I had to go out into the world, and that was quite a frightening thing mm. until I had the realisation that it's not the end of the world if someone isn't doesn't want to talk to you or doesn't want to have a chat in, the night, in a nightclub or, or in a club or in a bar or whatever. And that, that once you get past the fear of, of being rejected, the whole thing becomes a lot, a lot more easier and, and you come across a lot less... Um, sort of, I don't know, awkward or, or, or needy when you're not worried about being rejected. Is that a fair thing? Yes. It's so easy. It's so much easier said than done, though. Of isn't course. Uh, I'm uh, 32. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and it, it's crazy. It's like, I, I always sort of uh, uh, believe it's very much like going to the gym, you know. You get a good momentum on and you're on top of the world. You're lifting these weights and you're going bup, 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 up, the, up the plates. Um, but then you, you drop off, you know, you might have a little relationship, whatever, and then you'll try and go back to where you were. And it's very hard. And it's one of those things that it's uh, these social skills and being this person, it's a muscle that you kind of need to use again and again and again. Um, and uh, we have a lot of guys who, who, who do the course and they, they, they just kind of drop off and then they come back to us because they haven't maintained anything. But, you know, it's uh, we call it approach, approach anxiety, yeah, AA pretty much. Mm. Uh, and it's something that needs to be looked after. Um, because those thoughts and everything that you think of whilst you're walking over to a girl, um, you know, it's your brain trying to talk you out of it. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's your brain yeah, saying that you're not good enough or maybe she has a boyfriend or, you know, just a, a million excuses um, start rattling off whilst you're having it's that. It's quite a normal position to be, though, isn't it? It's, 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 it's a it's... human condition, yes. It is very normal. It is very normal. And uh, as soon as you recognize that, it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not the freak, you know, <laughs> like every other guy out there, but you just got to overcome it, you know, and uh, we've got tactics to help you do that. And uh, we're there, we're there holding our hands. Like my, my, my coaching sessions are four hours at a time and I'm, I'm watching like a hawk, everything these guys are doing. So I'm helping them a lot. Yeah. And when you're, um, these, are there certain places where this training happens like yeah, i don't yeah. i'd I, I, interesting to see what you think like i would despite my like not having a fear of being rejected back then i wouldn't have done it outside of a bar or, or a club where there is a kind of atmosphere that women and men are looking to hook up it was like a nightclub when you're young ish do you know what i mean mm. so you can kind of feel the vibe in the air 
if there's women mm. looking around and, and looking at you, you know there's an, there's an approach there. But I wouldn't at lunch go up to a woman and start talking to him. I wouldn't have felt comfortable there. What what what's the situation with what your coaching might offer? Yeah, so we also do the night time as well, and it's very exciting and everything. Um, but during the day, like you kind of just need to frame it in the way in which uh, you know maybe a Hugh Grant movie would be, like a, a you know a rom com of some sort, yeah. where it's just like you know both reaching over to grab the last avocado, you know that sort of thing. Um, it's it's romantic, you know, and girls girls they don't expect it, but um, it's definitely a pleasant surprise when it happens. Um, it's quite funny um, the amount of women who who mention, oh my god, this doesn't happen enough, you know, especially now where we're sort of coming out of the cave socially here in Australia due to all these lockdowns that we've had. It's just, you know, a sigh of relief for a lot of women that men are still doing it because unfortunately online dating has sucked everyone back in behind the screen at home in the boxer shorts or in the toilet, whatever that is. Um, so yes, it's, yeah. it's, it's, we forget that it's part of the male, female, um, masculine feminine energy like men are supposed to approach women it's the way it happens like what do you want yeah i saw a meme once is like shout out to all those girls who are at home not not mingling with anyone just expecting the the love of their life to come in and rob their house you know (laughs) yes yeah you get out there denzel can you can you tell if a woman doesn't want to be approached uh, yes, you can. Yeah, women tend to, to if they're walking very fast, they've got somewhere to be. Yeah, first and foremost, don't if you, if you're getting to a, like a running pace, trying to trying to um, get in front of a woman, she probably doesn't want to be spoken to. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, but you you could argue body that body. women, even if they're not moving at a fast pace, they may not want to be approached. Yeah. Look, I, I, what we notice is girls who have time tend to want to be approached. You know, they have more. They may be on holidays or maybe they've got the day off or maybe they're taking a big lunch. But the thing is, it's like, it's okay to talk to anyone and open a conversation and it's okay to be denied that conversation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think a lot of men feel a lot of shame around that and that's why they don't do it. I think with the changing, the, the way society sees interactions between men and women currently, either unfairly or fairly, depending on mm. what side of the fence you are, I think there are some men that would feel like even if nine, I think you you kind of been left in a position where you think like nine out of 10 women might want to have this conversation, but the one that didn't would be that it's not worth approaching at all, such as the yes. sensitivity around it now. Yes. Well, there is, this is the thing with social media. Like I, I feel like all the, the algorithms are made for all the people who make the most noise and the rest of us who don't make that much noise. Um, we're stuck in the middle, just listening. I would 100% agree with that. 100% agree with that, yeah. Yeah, and so you, I, I, on the bell curve of things, the, the, people are main, most people are mainly normal. We just, we just hear the ones that want to yell the loudest, that's all. I, uh, I have a friend of mine who was on a tube train, and <coughs> in front of him there was a woman reading a book. I think she was reading yeah. uh, a book he was familiar with anyway, it doesn't matter. And the, he um, he said in his head and he'd never done this before he said she was so amazing he was so taken aback by how beautiful she was uh it's that if she leaves the 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 tube and walks left he will approach her and if she walks right he'll leave it and naturally she walked left and this isn't a lying saying that he married her and they moved to australia together actually yeah yeah i've seen it i've seen it i've seen uh, people that 
I've I've gone off on the wrong stop just to talk to somebody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's wild. It's wild, and it's I don't know. It's what do you expect girls to do? Run after men? Do you know what I mean? It's kind of it's, it has to be this way. Well, it may it may be that it's moving in that direction. I think women are much yeah. more comfortable now approaching. They should, be. they should be. Yeah. Yeah, they should be. Of course, they should be. It takes nothing to open a conversation. Do you know what I mean? But there's such a stigma around it. And I think we you know we can all be civil. Yeah, it's just that people are going out there doing some really crazy stuff, you know, um, and just acting really, really weirdly when it comes to just having normal conversations with people. And it's, it's strange. It's so strange. I've seen it happen, you know. Um, men get so nervous that it's like their brain jumps out of their ears sometimes when they're talking to girls. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just, I'll keep coming up with these anecdotal things. This is reminding me of when we used to go out, my me and my mates and stuff. And um, obviously, at the age we were, and that most of us were single, it was, you know, part of the night out, including all the other things that we'd get up to, you know, drinking and occasionally drugs and stuff like that. The other part of it would be, would be, um, you know, chatting to women, even if they're, and, and I don't think any of us, and certainly I didn't during that period of my life, ever thought when I was opening the conversation, and I think this is the, perhaps a misconception, is that I'm opening the conversation in the hope that this will end up with us having sex later. That was never the. That was never the thought. The actual excitement was the conversation. It was. Yes, that's right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, of course. And this is the thing. It's our biological need to do these, make these connections happen. It's really, you know, all your ancestors and all those genes passed on. Now, this is you are the apex of that of that of that gene pool. Do you know what I mean? This is you are the thing that's. Uh, this is your biology pushing you to 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 make connections. You know, to pass on your genetic, you know, seed seed so to speak, <laughs> down to the to the next um, you know generation. Mm. So yes, this is um, what all species are made to do. So of course, it's exciting. It's one of the most exciting things in the world for, for that reason often actually the chat and the flirting would be so much more exciting than the sex at the end of the night if there was any look i mean look, in my experience maybe, maybe i'm just rubbish in the sack but, no, no, I, but, but I just enjoyed the aspect of it I, I enjoyed that aspect of it so much that, that, that it was as as fun you know the flirting the tactile yeah, the vibe, feeling on top right yeah yeah of course yeah, of course. It's just uh, let myself down, didn't I? But, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, anyway, uh, the uh, your um, but the, what I was saying, uh, just what, why I brought that up was that um, someone I know was so confident, absolutely zero um, uh, fears. Um, he just he he would essentially. I, I I think, and you probably put yourself. You must do if you're like a dating advisor or, or uh, how, how would you describe yourself sorry the love dating, dating, dating coach right yeah, yeah it's um, much it, more about dating less about love and okay fair enough yeah, fair there's no overlap yeah he um and I, i'm pretty sure that he could have got the number of absolutely any any girl he was he, he was good looking he had very good chat but he exuded this confidence and mm. he so much so that occasionally women would come to him and it was like yeah, he, he gave good. us this energy that I, that was very rare that I didn't often mm. see. Mm. It's funny. I have clients who, when you look at them, you're like, "Wow, that guy is a really you know, buff, good-looking guy." Mm. But he's got the same issues you and I have about approaching, you know. And you know, when I've been coaching him, and he's a big boy, you know, yeah, like arms like tree trunks. Um, the girls are looking at him. You know, some girls are approaching him, but he's not approaching the ones that he wants. You know, it's it's that anxiety, it's that fear. You know, yeah, what goes um, in your it's head? Crazy. 
Yeah, well, it's all in our head. It is all in our head. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so would would you say someone who was not that guy that you just mentioned, just Mm. an average, you know, like 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 I am, just an average bloke, right? Mm. Who would consider themselves a five out of ten? Would you Mm. say that you could train that person into becoming? Um, attra- more attractive to women based on how they behave and, and, and their confidence? I think, yes. I think it's very much how you see yourself. If you see yourself as a 5 out of 10, there's a reason for that, you know? Um, and I've got to tell you, I probably believe that, um, you know, you're saying that and you're very modest, but you're probably not, right? <laughs> uh, it's it's really a self-perception thing. Yep. Yeah? And it's not about being the most confident. I think it's being the most comfortable with our insecurities, you know, and our flaws. You know, they, those are the guys, I think, who come across as the most attractive outside of your your typical, um, you know, baby face or good-looking, charming, you know, you know, you know model-esque guy. Um, are those guys that um, they're not? They don't allow people to knock them off their perch, you know, through like vain things. You know, they accept who they are, are warts and all, and that's fine with them. You know, it's all about really uh, owning your insecurities and uh, knowing that it's just part of who you are. Mm. Um, so what? How? What's your, if you don't mind me asking, obviously you're a dating coach, but are you, what, what's your personal love life like? What do you, what, what do you strive for? Are you happy with where you are? Yeah, I am. I am very happy with where I am. I think I'm an evolution. I'm currently exploring uh, polyamory and, you know, all those, all, all the fruits of that bears. Okay. Um, I've been looking at it for the last three years and, um, you know, when I look back at my own past relationships, um, this system feels like it would fix a lot of the problems um, that I have had in the past. Go on. What, so poly- yeah. I know what it is in terms of you have yeah. multiple partners, but you do you have you, uh, main? Do you have one relationship, but you're allowed to see? Yeah, I do. Right now, I do have a main relationship. Yeah. Um, I've been a bit slack in, in sort of like looking for others, but I think you know I've, I've, I've kind of used the whole COVID thing as an excuse. But um, yeah, it's it's if I'm looking for depth, it's, this is not like an open relationship where you know I'm just there, you know, messing around with whoever. Um, I'm looking for, for depth, you know, we look at, in a lot of relationships, we just look at one person and think, you know, you have to be everything and, um, you know, you have to fulfill me and be my, you know, my You're asking heart. a lot, aren't you, of your other partner? Yes. Oh. And I, I think, I think the system's a little bit for, it's not for everyone, you know, I think it's outdated in a lot of ways. Um, and I just think we can, we can, like you have two parents, right? And you love both of them. Why can't we love more than one person? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I mean, I, I, um, I, yeah, I agree. You know, and when I just, if we're being open and honest, the my end of my last relationship was fundamentally an open relationship where we were seeing other people, but we're kind of living together. And I think genuinely, we both wanted out of the relationship, but we we didn't know anything else. We've been together since we was eighteen, so. We both wanted out, but we were too scared to fully leave. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. naturally we went towards just seeing other people, but kind of being in each other's lives. Mm. Um, it didn't work. It was horrendous. It ended terribly, as you can imagine. Because well, someone wants to be a little bit more uh, more of an open than, than the other. But um, but how do you broach that conversation? How do you find someone who's into, was it poly, polyam- polyam- polyamorous? Yeah, yeah. Who is yeah. poly- polyamorous? Or, or is it someone you meet? How, how do you broach that, by the way? Well, it's, it's just something that I brought up very early on yeah. when we started dating in the first month. And it's like I just said, oh, look, I don't want to sort of lead you down the garden path on this one. Um, this is where I'm at. And if you, if you, if, if it's something that you don't really, um, you know, it's not for you, I can totally understand that. But, um, you know, and, and like the, the person that I'm, I'm with right now, she, she really um, wanted to, she was keen to understand it. You know, she didn't get it at first. And yeah. 
Um, I think her mother was doing something very... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Similar, um, you know, in her family. So she was open to it. Like she did experience something of a similar ilk. So she wasn't totally shut off to it. Mm. Um, but it just takes a lot of... It getting ahead of things like a lot of uh, like over communicating um and look i'm not i'm not perfect it's and you know and because this is one of my first ones that i've ever had it's um it's a trial and error thing and i know that i probably need to be a little bit more um open um with with what i'm feeling and what i'm you know you just got to get ahead of everything because in in these types of relationships you both have to agree on what the parameters are yeah and they're not for anyone else to tell you it's like you have to be adults and sort of come down to some sort of emotional contractual agreements you know so to speak that you both can live by and and, and you have to both really respect that and each other um, whilst you're going through this whole process yeah 100 percent. no I, I don't think there is a uh, there's not a binary way to have a relationship and and that's why so many split up, so many break down. One in two marriages, probably more now. If you, if you looked at this as an investment, like it just purely on money, you'd, you'd laugh and you'd laugh your head off at it. You'd be like, "What are you talking about? I'm not putting my money into that. That's rubbish." Every, every single dollar I go and you know, put into this, I'm going to potentially lose half of it. You know <laughs> what? You mean like in a divorce? Yeah, yeah like this. You know, it's, if it was an investment as a you know as dollars, you know, it, you, you wouldn't you, do it. You but, wouldn't do it. But <laughs> no, you, you certainly wouldn't do it. But 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 yeah. it would be too. Well, the 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 payoff isn't in about money though, is it? It's like how no, much right. how much yeah. more you get from that person. Like I I like I was in that that open relationship, and then during that period was quite promiscuous for want of a better expression. And then mm. and now the relationship in, in, I'm in now is I don't I don't feel the need at all really to yeah. to to seek anybody else. I kind of felt like I had my feel. <laughs> back then <laughs> yeah, and, 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 I'd done and my bit and that was it that was enough yeah and this is the funny thing like up until my my, my when I started doing the course when I was about 26 um, I'm 37 now yeah um, am I? I don't know. You lose count. I'm sorry. 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 I'm sorry.
think I am. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I just ran it up. Um, yeah, uh, I, I was. I would consider myself to be a serial monogamist. You know, I just got into really long-term relationships, and then I kind of had this sort of what I considered to be my my singledom. You know, for at least four years. Yeah. Or so. And but then I got back into the relationship, and it just wasn't what I wanted it to be in on the monogamous scale. And I know it's kind of we look at the stars and we and, and we don't complain that it's not the moon, you know, and the sun, you know. It's, it's like it, it. We just appreciate them those things for what they are. And I think people and the, the qualities and the things that you love about them, you do you should do that, you know. I think well, especially for me, it's like I don't want to look at you and then complain about what you're not, you know. I just want to love you as a person and what you are and what we are, you know. Yeah, I think that's pretty wholesome. As long as, like you say, is it, and and it's probably not easy to get to that situation. But as long as both people are completely happy with the situation, okay. I think. Oh, well, that's it. You have to be. You have to be both, like you know, signing off on I that. I think. You know? But sometimes when you see these, we see this this subject covered on 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 TV, it's kind of clear. It comes clear that actually one. It's like say I know that plot, uh, polygamy, polygamy, polygamy is is isn't the same. Polygamy is different. Yeah. Is it? polyamorous yeah. sorry 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 yeah. so so when when i know it's not the same as sort of swinging or anything like that it's completely different right yeah. but but yeah. but you, you can see see that one person sort of going along with it because they don't want to lose a person and the other person's really into it do you know what it means that I, I guess it's i guess that's what people would be potentially concerned about i guess but yeah. you don't i know. think so too and, and that's and that's what, what that's what happens is you have to really um sort of step up for yourself as well. And you need to look after each other too. Cause it's, if you feel that that's happening like, you know, it's like driving off a cliff and not doing anything about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think people just get very comfortable. And um, what I've noticed is like, I've had to have some very adult conversations that I haven't had before. You know, I'm, I have had to um, really mature quite a bit and all those things that you usually used to hide, you know, and uh, not, um, you just not bring to the forefront of your partner now because you know you've agreed to do this and agreed to look after each other um that it has to come to the forefront you know what i mean like yeah absolutely i went to each other yeah you said previously you you would hide these things because you knew your feelings would upset the other person potentially bring an end to a relationship but now it's a part of your relationship yeah exactly exactly well you have to be over communicators you really really do and it's tough it's not easy because you've got i've got a whole lifetime of conditioning that i have to try and undo and i have to catch myself i feel like sometimes i need a polyamorous sherpa or something to guide me along this thing it's kind of tough. <laughs> um so I, I've, i'm acutely aware that we just dipped into your personal life are you happy <laughs> that, that you're happy for, to put this out yeah, that's fine that's, good. that's fine good, that's good. fine um just, just always got time to warn people i suppose yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well i guess your 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 entire profession is about relationships isn't it and and, yeah, and understanding right. your your personal relationship i think is quite interesting and important in the context of a conversation um so yeah tell me about the you know, when, when I when I heard dating coach or a dating program for men, you kind of have ideas of what how media portray these these groups and and how they that that, that perhaps they they don't like women and this is about mm. men empowering men yes. to be men and be more you know the 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 traditional role of a man, man dominating over a woman. How do you yeah. deal with those sort of accusations or feelings? Yeah, I think, uh, I think because it's so underground, you know, there's no dating coaching weekly magazine where it's all above board, you know, when people talk about it, it's a really underground, um, you know, industry, I think, I think personal development is probably, 
um, way, way, way better, you know, and it's, it's, it's at the exact, right now, it's probably at the best it's ever been. Like people are talking about these things in, in conversations a lot more. I remember when I was um, just starting to do it, like the amount of pushback I got from friends and family, why are you doing this? My dad was like, don't tell your mother. I was like, fuck, I've already told my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, but where do you think that, why, why were they advising you not to do it, do you think? Well, it's, it's because it's just whatever people think about it and people don't know anything about it, really. Like we do have um, a lot of um, what I like to call bro science out there where it's just guys who've just tried some stuff and now like they preach that as the thing that you 100%, have to do. 100%. And, and I think that's damaging. Uh, but the thing is, the fact that guys have had to get to this point just shows you how how crazy this intergenerational Chinese whispers about love and life and, and relationships is like fathers don't talk to their sons. Boys don't get looked after. Boys are just told to deal with it. And uh, this is what's happened is like, it's kind of got to a point where boys are just, uh, you know, looking at, you know, um, you know, uh, let's just say MTV videos. I'm sure my age's there. Um, <laughs> and, and movies and things like that and going, that's what it needs to, what, that's what it is to be a man when it's not like that. And uh, women are so good at communicating. They've, they've picked up on that a long time ago, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, you look at I men and men their, their fathers talking and it's, it's really sad. It's really, really sad. Like just for instance, my father's an amazingly good looking guy, yeah? Even the girls still this day that, you know, have met him is like, oh, my God, you're such a delf, you know what I mean? <laughs> but he's been very quiet his whole life about dating and all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? He kept it to his to himself. And I think this is like... He didn't pass social. on. Yeah. No, I figured it all out myself, I reckon. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, and he's quite social. So I can't imagine what families are and men are, are doing, especially in cultures where you just don't talk about your love life at all, you know? Yeah. Um, sad it's worrying as well because young i guess you know young men are learning how to do a lot of things wrong through the media yes. they consume yeah and that's right and they get into these little um corners and sort of like dungeons on the internet you know where nobody else can see and you know it kind of festers these these painful ideas you know you know passed down by other men who've experienced pain you know um it's really it's quite sad yeah um so do you think you could uh help a teach a woman to do yes I could. you could yeah. yes definitely and you know why because i've been doing it ever since i even spoke the words that i was going to see a dating coach for, for help women don't have ego issues you know a man's ego is the most fragile thing in the world and women just so easy to chat to you like i had girls sending me their diaries danny can you please have a look at my diary it's only 500 pages <laughs> tell me where i'm going wrong i'm like jesus christ so yeah, women are more than happy to ask and they just, you know, take it on and they, they, they apply what they've been taught. So it's not really about men at all, really. It, it can be applied to women or any, anybody. Yeah, look, obviously the tactical stuff, like I'm, I'm one side of a coin, yeah? But because I see it from this angle, do you know what I mean? It's, it's a lot easier for, for me to sort of help them out. You know, I can see what, what, how, how men are doing it wrong and, and I hear them on the other side as well. But um, I'm also not, um, you know, I'm not educated so much on, on the psychology of a woman per se. You know, I probably need to do a few more courses just to, to get myself up to scratch on that specifically. I suppose the demand, the, the, the work is in men as well, isn't it? Because as you say, are, are typically women are, they're not in a position where they have to go on the approach they are approached so yes but also as well we're living in a time now where women are being approached the least they've ever been approached in the history of mankind so like you know like it's 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 crazy that um 
because of this online stuff, um, everyone's just getting sucked in back into their, their houses and behind computer screens and, you know, tablets and, and iPhones and whatnot and uh, doing it that way, which I think is, that's just an, a game of ad, advertising, really. I, um, yeah, I don't think, I, I've never used a dating app. I've never had Tinder, nothing like that. There may have been a, a very, very short period, like I said, maybe eight yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, if you're good looking and know how to represent yourself, it's a great ego stroking exercise. Well, you, you, um, well, I was just to say is it kind of removes like that excitement that I talked about earlier of the actual mm-hmm. the conversation, the tactile touches. Mm-hmm. You're you're learning to with each other via, via a screen and text messages. It just it's, not real. it's a shame. It's a shame. It, it's it's not real and it's crazy because you build this fantasy about who this person is, right? And then you don't see each other for two weeks and you've been chatting every day. And then when you finally see each other, you're like, oh, you're not what I thought you were. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't find you attractive because that is. I, find, yeah. I mean, it may be. I mean, some people would call it shallow but it isn't like the physical appearance is, is crucial it's massive yeah, it's not just that it's like you can't really get a, a, a sense for anyone's energy over text especially like no italics no bold you know what i mean yeah. there's just no, there's so much communication you don't get through text it's crazy like i try and get as many of my clients to call facetime people before they go on dates just to make sure that um you know you're vibing still you know before you see each other yeah what so you you do have a part of your course is about teaching people yeah, we do, we do a whole bunch of stuff. We have a few courses. We have School of Online Dating is one of our online courses. We do um, uh, weekend, we're starting a weekend, um, we do weekend boot camps with Just Approaching. Yep. Um, we're doing uh, right now um, a da- what we call the Dangerous Man Project. And uh, that's for helping guys you know, re- reclaim the masculinity and really own that dark side of who they are. Um, what do you mean? With, what does that mean? Well, well it's, it's, it's shadow work pretty much. I don't know if you know what that is. No. Tell me. Shadow work is like understanding that there's a duality to our personalities. Okay. We're not just nice, nice, civil human beings. There's a dark side. Uh, and you need to learn how to tame that. Um, and because if you can do that properly, you can really add that to, um, you know, your edge, you know. Um, how dark because, are you talking about? Are you well, just talking? Well, I don't know. If, how dark do you want to get? Like, you know, if you, if you, at the end of the day, if you want to be comfortable in some sort of S&M scene, then that's your target. But I think, I think this is aimed at guys who are traditionally nice guys and um, they just, they have, they have no grasp on that whatsoever. And so it's really hard for them to get that out. So, so it, I get it. I get everybody's, there's duality to everybody. And mm-hmm. um, we've all got, um, you know, parts of our brain that we don't share with other people that might be yeah. considered somewhat dark. And yeah. well, dark is, I guess, dark sounds evil. That's the problem I would say with that. Well, shadow work, yeah. It's more about shadow being work. able to dance with it. But even know, that sounds a bit insidious, doesn't it? Shadow work, and it sounds like yeah. a little bit scary. Stuff we hide, and things hide in the shadows, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah. So but it's, 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 it's dance with it in the same way Peter Pan had to dance with his. <laughs> yes, yes. Kept on running around. Of course, of course. Um, so, what, so the, there, there is this really old cliche about nice guys finishing last and every boy, every girl likes a bad boy kind of thing. Because yeah, a bad is, boy puts himself first, yeah. So yeah, what what is is that true? First off, and why? It's it's true because it it it, it says that this man's got a, got a hold on life. He he goes for what he wants. It's aspirational. You know what I mean? Being walked all over is not on some level. You know, you want to go with a man that they can depend on to stand up for themselves at very least. You know. And if they can't do that, they have what chance do they have of sort of standing up for their woman? So it's kind of like so it's not that the women want to be mistreated; they just feel no, that no, not at all. Sorry, go on. No. Yeah, they, yeah, they just want a man they can depend on to 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 stand up for them when the time is tough or needed or called upon. You know, 
I wouldn't say that I'm a bad boy, <laughs> right? You're going to be rascally. Right, I, I wouldn't really say I'm, I'm a bad boy, right? But I I feel like my my missus and will be my wife at the end of this year. I feel like she well, can depend she... on me, right? And I feel like she relies on me. And I don't yeah. think I ever, I ever had to behave in any other way other than than who I am to secure what I consider to be the most beautiful woman in the world, right? Congratulations. Is that just luck though? No, well, this is the thing. Like, I think boys who've had a lot of boys in their lives growing up, there's a bit of competition, you know what I mean? And I feel like, um, I think this English banter thing that doesn't really exist here in Australia so much, but um, is, is huge. I love it. I love it to death. Um, I've, I think I'm, I've upset a few of my friends just because I've laid it on a bit too thick with them sometimes, you know? Oh, you but, mean digging each other out? Yeah. yeah oh, I see. Death. I love it to death. Yeah. Is that, is that an English thing? Yeah, I think so. More so, more so than um, in Australia, that's for sure. I <laughs> so, so. Yeah, imagine that I could be so. quite shocking to someone who doesn't. Because, like, my I think my because I've grew up with five brothers. Um, when my friends outside who didn't know that I had five brothers come into it, they find it all a bit odd. How overwhelming? A little bit, yeah. I think they do. I mean, one of my really good friends who comes from a very different background with two sisters um and you know quite quiet and an affluent background whereas my upbringing was very working class and all of them worked in the trades or uh, a couple of worked in the in the city but was very kind of alpha male kind of energy there right um and so that we're really comfortable in that um in that in that situation that and together but he came in and he thought you look you look crazy not that we were acting mad but just the way we were talking to each other. Yeah, but you're riding with each other. You know the bounce, the banter. And I've seen it on a lot of profiles, dating profiles here. It's like from girls from Ireland and the UK, and they just like must have bats. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how does how does someone, if there, there may be people listening to this, and undoubtedly there will be people listening to this, who <laughs> want... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, people will listen, right? <laughs> but what they, they may want to... Um, they want, may want to engage your services. They may just want to be able to put themselves in the best situation where they're not going to be single and alone, right? They just want... They want the opportunity to have a relationship. Because that, for me, when I think about this, is, is the kind of most sort of wholesome way of looking at it, is that there are men out yeah. there that don't have the confidence to ever have a relationship they desperately desperately want and potentially provide a wonderful relationship for a woman that wouldn't have had it if he didn't have the confidence yeah. and it's not so much about having the relationship they can't have it it's like it's just they can't get past the initial stage of opening that relationship do you know what i mean and that's and that's that's the, the hardest part i think sometimes is it's just going out there and just putting yourself you know in front of somebody just let your your feet walk and deal with it when you once you get there you know um, did you or, did you ever um did you ever have a situation where you're teaching someone and there was suddenly a warning sign you're thinking oh sh i'm this isn't this doesn't feel right i'm teaching someone to approach women yeah. who shouldn't be yeah no well yeah, they had a bit of a, we didn't realize until afterwards that um, there, there were a few conditions that um, I, 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 I didn't see. Um, I'm not a psychologist, but um, yeah. my boss eventually found out there's a few conditions like layered on top of each other and to the point where we had to reach out to their, um, to the psychologist to, to let them know that there was just some weird behavior happening and we had to sort of like pull in from the course. And, but we were very good. We like, we handled the thing with kid gloves, really. Um, it was, we kind of like nurtured him back into um you know just being a little bit normal and saying don't do that and you know mm. it's 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 tough because we are not you know 
specialists when it comes to psychology and things like that. Um, we do base everything we do in psychology. So it's not just, um, as I said to you before, the pro, bro science. This is all real stuff and real techniques. Um, but yes, there have been a few warning bells. So like we try and catch them before we start the course, but, um, you know, it's on us to sort of like you know, pick that up as we see it. Yeah. I remember you saying about the vetting and often, like if you're, if you're talking to, you know, they, 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 someone might appear completely normal. It's only down the road that you think, oh, the, the, in, in, well, yeah. but on a night, like on a brighter note, then is there any guys you've trained? that went on to have really good relationships and they come yeah, back to like you and let... get married and stuff like that. It's a shame though, because the thing is, in the future, I think I'll probably go to more weddings, but right now we're, we're everyone's dirty little secret, but it, it sucks that it's like that. And that's more society than anything else because, um, you know, these guys are, are fantastic human beings and I'm friends with a lot of my ex-students mainly because they are very nice guys. They're amazing human beings to start off with, you know, mm. um, to help you out. And, um, yeah, look, Look, I couldn't be proud of, of most of the students that I that I, that I coach. Really, um, they're they're pretty good. Yeah, great. Then then so how, so, how do, so you said it's online, so anybody anywhere can yeah. do your course. Yeah, so we're at schoolofattraction.com.au. That's where we're at. Um, and also as well, if anyone wants to come and go there from from this podcast, just mention the podcast at the end of any purchase, and we'll give you a free book. We'll send you out. Um, Damien's book, Sincere Seduction, Using Honesty and Integrity to Attract Women. That was an Amazon bestseller. So, uh, yeah, what was my Bible when I started? Um, and I'm sure it will be a lot of other men's Bibles as well. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 